Good evening. Testing one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two. Hi, Matt. Am I on? Okay, I guess so. <laughs> All right, good evening. How's everybody? Good number here tonight. There's some here that's not uh, feeling well. Tim LaDonna's usually here, but they're both, they're both sick, so I miss them. There's a song, I Gave My Life to Thee. It's, it's Jesus speaking on the verses, and then he asks the questions, What hast thou given me? What hast thou left out for me? And uh, what hast thou brought to me? But uh, good old song. Let's sing that this evening. I gave my life for thee, my precious blood I shed, that thou misransom me, and quicken from the dead. I gave, I gave my life to Thee. What hast Thou given for me? I gave, I gave my life for Thee. What hast Thou given for me? My Father's house of light, my glorious treasured throne, I left for earthly night, for wandering sad and lone. I left, I left it all for Thee. What this morning. The King is coming. 
Until then, we're going to keep on keeping on. Good work. 608 in our hymn books. 608 if you want to use your hymn book tonight. Oh, it looked, I didn't look over there. Okay. Oh, land of rest, for thee I sigh with will the moment come when shall i lay my armor down and dwell in peace at home will work till jesus comes will work till jesus comes will work till jesus comes I fled for rest, he bled, he ceased to roam, and when for comfort on his breath, said I, Jesus comes. That's kind of apropos for what we're going to look at tonight. We're not going to spend a huge amount of time here this evening, but we're going to talk about something that really should be on all of our minds every day, every moment of every day. But ask you to turn with me to First John, please. First John chapter two verse five and six. That's all we're going to read. First John chapter two verse five and six. But whosoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Lord God, I thank you and I praise your name. 
that you have set before us such a great example of your Son, Jesus, our Savior, our Lord and our King. Now, Father, let us be mindful that you tell us that we are to be imitators of Christ. So we thank you for it. We thank you for the indwelling of God the Holy Spirit that directs us. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Like Jesus, that's what the Bible says, that we're to be imitators of Christ. When folks look at us, when folks hear us, when pe people are around us, they should see the presence of Jesus within our hearts and within our lives, within our actions, within every part of our being whatsoever. And here, in 1 John chapter 2, it says, But whosoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. He says, if you truly, if you truly want to be like Jesus, and you truly acknowledge the word of God, then his love will be perfected in us. It's not something you can fake. It's not something that you can put on about. All we can put on about coming to church and we can come up, we can do all that kind of stuff about playing church. But when it comes down to the bottom line, on an everyday basis out there, if we're going to be imitators of Christ, it has to be through the power and the presence of God in our hearts. It doesn't matter if you're a young person like these sitting here or if you're a senior adult. has no bearing on the deal. It all has to do with Jesus and the power of God the Holy Spirit dwelling in our hearts. It simply says, listen, whosoever keeps his word, in other words, if we obey God's commandment, if we keep his word, Truly, the love of God, the love that is beyond anything that we can imagine, it's not talking about a, a love that, that we have here on this earth. It's talking about the love of God that, that keeps on keeping on unconditionally. It says, but the love of God is perfected. In other words, is brought to being within us. If something's perfected, it has to be present. And as it's present, God says, the more you walk with me, the more you serve me, the more you allow me to fill your heart with God the Holy Spirit, the greater my love will come out in you. And that's what it's all about. And it says by this, we know that we are in Him. When God's love permeates our being. Whenever it flows through us, folks can see that we belong to God. Folks can know that we know God and Jesus as our Lord and Savior. You know, I, uh, I have known people that 
when you ask them, well, or you say, well, I've been baptized. Well, or you say, well, I've been to church all my life. Well, I, or you really say, well, I read the Bible. See, all of those are good things. Nothing wrong with any of those. But none of those get you saved. Not any of those do. You have to know Jesus Christ on a personal basis. And when that happens through the power of God, the Holy Spirit, then you start following His commandments. Then God's love starts being perfected in you. In other words, the only way that you can have God's love perfected in you is to be saved. Just that simple. No, you, you, <laughs> you can try to add to it. You can try to take away from it. You can try to make all other types of excuses. The only way God's love can be as perfected in you is for you to be a born-again believer. Just that simple. Now then, when that happens, and that love starts being perfected in us, we start being like Jesus. We start being imitators. But then he goes a step further in the the next verse and it says he who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he capital H walks as Jesus walks over in uh, in 1st Peter let me see if I can find that. First Peter chapter 2, verse 21, it says this. For in you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us, now listen, an example that you should follow his steps. We should be as Christ. As everything we do, we should be imitators of Christ. He died for us. He arose for us. He sits at the right hand of the Father for us so that we can walk in His steps as we go from day to day. I, uh, As I was looking this over this afternoon, God showed me something that I had not, and I can't get my notes apart, there we go, that I had not thought about, but being a child of God, and being filled with God the Holy Spirit enables me to be an imitator of Christ. That's the only way. We can go through all types of gyrations. <laughs> the word simply says, he who says he abides in him. Do you say tonight that you abide in Jesus? Does God the Holy Spirit live in you? If you say that's so, then it says you yourself ought to walk just as Jesus walked. How did Jesus walk? What did Jesus do when he was confronted by folks? Whenever he saw somebody that was deeply in sin, had compassion on them, he forgave them, he worked with them, he loved them. What did he do when someone spoke against him? Whenever they made fun of him and they laughed at him, he still showed love for them. 
Everything that Jesus ever did, the Word says, we should do as far as our walk here on this planet. We should walk as He walked. We should tell others about Christ. I, I really wonder sometimes how, how important it is to us to try to imitate Christ Jesus. This is what it says. We're to walk as he walks, make the same steps that he stepped in and do the same thing. Be an imitator of Jesus Christ, having compassion upon all, having forgiveness for all, and allowing Jesus to live through you. I wonder how many of us in all the situations that we face. And in this room, there's many different ones. I guarantee you there's a lot of different trials and tribulations that are present in this room. But how often do we strive to settle that, handle that, do it ourselves, when the Word says, walk as Jesus walked. Handle it the way Jesus handled it. When Jesus got tired, when he got, I think, even somewhat depressed, what did he do? Without any question, what did he do? He went up into the mountains alone, and he got with the Father. Now, folks, if Jesus could get depressed, if Jesus could get discouraged, how much more? Can we get depressed and discouraged, hurt, aggravated, upset? And we can go on and on and on with all those different attitudes and situations. But it says, walk as Jesus walked. Find that quiet place. I don't know where your quiet place is. But find that quiet place. And be an imitator of Christ and get with God the Father. Get with God the Father as we come into our spiritual renewal weekend next weekend. I would, I would hope that every one of you between now and then would spend time in prayer and say, Lord God, first of all, do a work in myself. And second, Lord, let our church just be turned on spiritually. Let us be revived. Let us be have a fire rekindled in our spiritual lives. You know, I, I, had, a, I had a person this morning say, well, you, you're hoping that we'll just have a huge number of folks come. No, I'm really not. What I'm hoping is the folks that come are truly looking for a renewal in their heart and their spirit with God. Numbers has nothing to do with our lives with Christ. We could be a mega church with thousands coming and still not be walking in the steps that Jesus walked. We can be a church that says, Lord God, make a difference in me so I will have the ability 
to walk as Jesus walked through the power of the Holy Spirit. And he says simply, walk himself also to walk just as Jesus walked. There's a lot of good examples in the Bible. There's a lot of good examples of people that still live on the face of this earth. But none of them come close to the example of Christ Jesus and his walk while he was here on this earth. If you keep my commandments, if you're truly saved, then you should truly desire to be an imitator of Christ and walk the steps he walked. I would encourage you this week in your personal Bible time, in your personal devotion time, in your personal prayer time, say, Lord God, make a difference in me to where I can walk as Jesus walked. That'll what's make the difference, folks. That's what will change our lives. That's what will change the atmosphere around us. Just when we walk as Jesus walked. So let's try to do what the Bible says. Not what the preacher says, but what the Word of God says. Let's walk just as he walked. Father, I thank you and I praise your name for your word. I thank you, Father, for the example that your Son set for us. Now, Father, as we look forward to our, our coming weekend, our spiritual renewal weekend, Lord God, I would pray that every one of us would get serious with you. And, Father, we would just pour our hearts out. We would lay our entire being on your altar and say, Lord God, start now in my life that I might be one that could be truly an imitator of Christ in every part of my life as far as forgiveness, compassion, love, serving others, being exactly what Christ would have us be. We'll give you praise for it, Father. And it's in Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. I would encourage you this week to contact those that are in your Sunday school classes, those that are in your family life groups, and just say to them, hey, we're having the spiritual renewal weekend this weekend. Service is on Friday and Saturday. We'll start at, well, the men and boys on Saturday will start at 7. Meet here to eat over there at 5.30. And I'll encourage the folks to come on Friday night, 7 o'clock. And then uh, Saturday night, men will, for, if you can't come to eat, come to the service at 7 o'clock. It'll be here. And then Sunday will be our normal hour, 6 uh, at uh, 11 o'clock in the morning and, and uh, 6 o'clock at night.
we don't want to confuse anybody by changing it on Sunday. We're all a, we're all kind of a, a creatures of habit on those things, so we don't want to change that. But let folks know, remind them. Also, if someone says to you, "I would love to come, but I don't drive at night, or I don't can't don't have a way," please either have them call or you call here at the office. Tell Miss Diane and uh, and who they are and what their address is, and she will get a hold of our our uh, gentlemen that drive the bus and and pick them up, and or we'll ask somebody to go pick them up. We want folks that want to be here to be able to be here. Okay. All the different uh, advertisements that are in the bulletin, you can read them. Don't forget about. Uh, Christmas to remember and getting signed up as far as a volunteer to help with that. Uh, Pastor uh, October, Pastor Appreciation Month. I saw all the baskets when I came in this morning. I don't know who headed that up, but we praise God for you. I know Georgie didn't do that. She's sitting over there, and so was Lori back there. So, Boy, there's three good-looking gentlemen up there. See it? Looks like a fish. We encourage you to be a part of the, what the Glory Bound Seniors have going on also in, uh, in our spiritual renewal weekend. Uh, Lori? You're going to start the cantata practice on the 22nd, right? So all of you folks that sing, I think there's a sign-up sheet out there. Get signed up. I'd love to see that choir full and running over for our Christmas cantata. And also be a part of that 4 o'clock on the 22nd. Uh, youth trip, going to the Passion Play. Thomas, are they going to be working over there? Are they going to get that, be in the play this time? Praise God. They're going to be in the play and doing some work. So you be in prayer for our students as they go over there on the 22nd. 20th through the 20th, morning of the 22nd. Uh, the uh, Loving Choice Banquet. Folks, if you, haven't got, uh, if you haven't got that all planned and all, I would encourage you to do so. See Miss Diane, she'll make sure you have a place to to have a seat and all in that. Two things that I'm going to ask you to pray, and we're going to pray about them in just a minute, but I'm going to ask you to pray specifically for those of you that are aware, Brother J. Frank will be having his heart surgery on Tuesday morning. Don't know exactly what time yet, but I do know he's supposed to be at the hospital in Tulsa at about 6 o'clock, and the surgery will be after that. Don't know. Miss Cherry and I are going to go over so we can be with Jeanette and with Jay during that surgery. But we ask you to be in prayer for them. Uh, don't quote me on what I'm getting ready to say because I'm not real sure that this is correct, but it's what I've been told. Jay will be number 59 having this surgery. Of the 58 that's already had it, it has been 100% positive.
positive. No problems. So he will be number 59 out of 300 that they're going to be doing. So you be in prayer for the doctors, be in prayer for Jay and Miss Jeanette in this surgery. And the second thing that I ask you to be in prayer for is, folks, we need to be praying for Israel. We need to lift those folks up. We have, uh, I read something this afternoon that said there are some Americans that have been taken hostage. And all over there, there has been hundreds that have lost their lives, possibly thousands. They're not sure yet that have lost their lives with the rocket attack and all. Yes, ma'am. What was her name? Okay. Okay. We'll put her on prayer list. Make sure she's okay. But folks, we need to be in prayer. I praise God that our government has stepped up and said, "Okay, we're going to back Israel 100%." I understand there are warships already on the way. Uh, our largest aircraft carrier that. That the United, well, in the world, is on the way over there right now. Also military supplies on the way. Okay. So, folks, we need to support Israel. I mean, like I said this morning, that is not a political issue. That is a biblical issue. We need to support Israel for sure. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Miss Cherry and I thank you for allowing us to get away. Thank you, Brother Bill, for filling the pulpit in our absence. I thank you so much, and I thank Tim for doing Wednesday night, but he's not here tonight. He's under the weather, I understand. He and Miss LaDonna both. So we want to be in prayer for them. Anything else? Brother Ben, pray for us, would you, brother?